0: Welcome to the Revolution Church podcast. Before we begin, we'd like to remind you that our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website. All right, everybody, welcome to Revolution. Um, glad you're here as always. Glad you're online always and uh, I've been out of town on my second family vacation (laughs) we planned our 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 family vacations well one we went to my wife's family's in Washington and then we didn't plan out our vacations as far apart as we should have and then we did one here locally with just me and the kids and my wife and A week apart, so been busy, relaxing, which has been good. Um pontooning. Went on a pontoon boat. And ate dinner. And that was very nice. Um, I'm gonna be in Luke fifteen today. I'm gonna talk about the prodigal son. Um I, th- I know that I t- do Luke fifteen at least once a year. Um, this might be twice, though. I'm not sure. I f- I'm feeling like I've I've done the prodigal son a little bit earlier this year, but oh well. Blame me for taking bad notes on my sermons. Um, but it starts off as as my favorite sermons of, of jesus's usually do or is, i like jesus is getting in trouble and uh here in 15 1 he goes now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him and the pharisees and the scribes were g- grumbling and saying this fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them um we see that in matthew too where jesus is being dinner with eating dinner with sinners and the Religious leaders go, why does he eat with such scum? Because they're so upset. And uh, Jesus rebukes them. And so the next few stories and the next few parables are Jesus kind of explaining why he has such a passion for people who are, quote, sinners, unquote, um, or those who are lost or don't seem to fit in with the religious leaders of the time. So, Jesus goes on to tell him this story. So he told him this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on the shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me. I have found my sheep that was lost just so I tell you that there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Um. What I like about this parable is that it's it's the shepherd going out and doing the seeking you know it's not the sheep trying to find its way back. It's, it's, it's the shepherd going out and looking. And if you notice that, you'll see that that is a common thread in the first two parables, is this uh, seeking out. Um, one of the other things I think is, is, you know, repentance is important. It may not seem cool. And hip or avant garde, <laughs> you know, um, but it is important and it's important to Jesus and it's important to the kingdom of heaven. And repentance is a change of mind or a change of direction. And uh, for some reason, this seems to be something that's important to Christ. I mean, for some reason, it is. And so. To me, I'd say pay attention and listen to that if you have ears to hear. Um, You know, this leaving the 99 for the one is, is this crazy idea, you know, because we always think Christians like to focus on other Christians and being focused on the church, but it's saying leave your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone because what's important is... The lost sheep what's important is those who who don't know that they're loved should know that they're loved that they're accepted, you know that they're wanted that they're desired that they're objects of desire of God, and uh, they're being sought out, by God, it goes on in the second parable to say. Or what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one, then does not light a lamp to sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors and saying, Rejoice with me, I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner then who who. So just so I tell you there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents and so Jesus is obviously telling the religious leaders like listen this is my thing you know these are my people I'm out seeking these people I'm not just randomly having dinner you know I'm out seeking these people. These are my people. And am I, to prove it, I'm having dinner with them. I'm having covenant with them. I'm making covenant with them. And that's the thing is that's why the, the, the Pharisees and the t- religious teachers were so angry and so upset is because Jesus was saying, I want to build a covenant with you. I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. Once again in the story, this woman is looking for something that's not looking to be found. You know, and she's seeking it out. She's looking to find it. Not not the other way around. It's not looking to be found. It's not going like, I need to get to church on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get right. You know, it's this, this is sought after this, this continuous searching, this leaving the, you know, the majority to find the minority you know and uh, once again we see that word repentance again you know the lost the repentant you know and um, I think like we don't want to think of anybody as lost or anyone as unrepentant or anything like that and look at what that means even you know but we change because we're loved, you know, it's, it's, it's a love that says I'm, I'm calling out to people to let them know I love them no matter who they are, no matter what they've done, all fall short. yet God in his gracious kindness declares us not guilty. That's the message, you know, saved by grace, not by works. No man may boast, you know, that's the message. And he's saying, this is the message that I've come to bring, I've come to bring good news, and uh i think the good news for the for the Pharisees maybe is that they're he's saying, you know, you're the other nine coins. you know, or you're the 99 sheep. But the fact is is that you're not the reason I'm here. So Jesus has made it clear that I'm here for the lost. I'm here for people who don't know what's going on. I'm not here for religious people. I'm here for non-religious people. I've Come, the Son of God is broken into time, into humanity in order to reach people who don't have anything to do with him or, will, or, or have wanted anything to do with him. That's the message there. Um, then Jesus says there was a man who had two sons, and this is always such a good story. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my share of property that, I will be- that it will belong to me. So he divided up the property between them. So basically his son saying, I wish you were dead. I don't want anything to do with you. <laughs> um, give me my inheritance now. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property on dissolute living, when he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout the country, and he began to be in need. So he went to his, hi- so he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of the country, who sent him in the fields to feed the pigs, which I guess one is unclean. <laughs> you know, to feed the pigs and uh, to desperation working for someone from the other lands. So he went and hired himself out, one of the citizens of the country, to feed the pigs. He would gladly have fed himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one and no one gave him anything. When he came to his self, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough? And to spare, bread enough to spare, but here I am dying of hunger. Um, so it didn't work out. The whole ordeal of give me my inheritance, I want to go live, I want to do this, didn't really work out for him. And uh, so what does he do? He goes, well, even at home, my, 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 my dad's slaves, my dad's workers have enough to eat. So I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven before you and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he sets off and went to his father's. So he does what a lot of us do and he goes, you know, I'm going to make a deal. I'm going to straighten things out somehow and just say, hey, you know, I screwed up. Can I be a worker for you? And can I make a deal with you and um always reminds me of when I was a drinker, the late night deals I would try to make with God when I had drank too much. <laughs> I'll never drink again, God, if you just let me get through this um, or when I would get panic attacks from smoking too much weed or things like that, and just. God, please, <laughs> let me make it through this before I knew what panic attacks were. I'll never do this again. <laughs> How many times I must have had that prayer. Um, but so he gets, makes this deal. So he sets off with his father to make this deal. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. And he ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. There the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But the father said to his slave, quickly bring out the robe, the best one, and put it on him, a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He's lost, but now he's found. And they began to celebrate. And one of the things I've always loved about this story, in this part of the story, is this parable, is that when he goes on and he's making his plea to his father, I've sinned against heaven and you, and I've done all this, and then it says, but... And that but is pretty awesome because it's saying, but the father said to his slave, quickly bring the... Ro-. He didn't wasn't listening. He was just happy he was back. This whole idea... It's cause so many people of our repentance think repentance is, you know, oh, are you... You feel sorry for what you've done, you know. Are you... Are you going to repent by... And that's what I always thought repentance was, was this, like feeling bad you know feeling guilty and having remorse and saying oh I have this remorse oh I've you know and the father doesn't even listen to that all that's important is that he came back that he just he made the move he did the turn the father was waiting for that the father was looking down the road hoping for that day to come and that day came, and what did he do? He celebrates. And what is Jesus doing with these folks that the religious leaders don't approve of? He's celebrating. He's sharing meals, telling stories. He's, you know, laughing. They're having a great time, it looks like. You know? And that's why the religious teachers leaders are so angry. And... um and you see that that's what happens here, is, is, is what happens. Is, is if you look any further, you see that Jesus explains the elder son, which is, seems to be representative of the religious leaders. Now his elder son was in the field, and when we came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back to safety and sound, safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and begged and pleaded with him. But he answered to his father, listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me one young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours comes back who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Now, one of the things you should look at, I want to look at here is, once again, you have the father or the shepherd or the woman um, pursuing... But this time, the father here is pursuing the Pharisee, the religious, the son who doesn't want to come in. He's gone out to seek seek him out and say, come in, come in, come in. So you see there is constant pursuing here. There's a constant going after. There's a constant calling in and saying, come back you know, come in, be in my presence. I love you. I care about you. And I think that's what he's trying to say to these Pharisees here is he's like, I want you guys too, you know, come on in. You're, because really sin is sin. There's not a difference here. You know, you're just practicing legalism. And, you know, this other son's, you know, the other son is just practicing another type of of just wanting to be a, by himself, wanting to go off and sow wild oats, or whatever. Um, drifted away, walked away, and in a way, you know, don't let your good works cause you to drift away, because what you have here is you have two things you you see here that both good works and both bad works get in the way of being in the presence of the Father. You know, it's like a grid. You know, and you've got good works and you've got bad works. But neither one of these things work. Works don't work. Um, works isn't what it's about. And this is very clear and very evident here that that's what it's saying, is that, you know, it's not about works. It's not about what you can do or what you can't do. You know, it's you're being pursued by something that is better, bigger than that, greater than works. You know, um, But we live in a society that is so based on works and ideas and what we do or what we don't do, and this is not about that. This is about being loved and about being pursued by something greater than yourself that loves you and wants you in its presence and wants you with it. And that's what Christ is doing. And what Christ is doing here. There's so many different ways to look at this parables, but right now I think that's the great best way to focus today is, 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 is that it's not about good or bad works. It's not about works. It's about realizing you're pursued and you're loved and wanting to be in and allowing yourself to be in that presence. Um, you know, dying to yourself, dying to your good deeds, dying to your, your uh, ego, allowing your ego to come down and say, oh, okay, it's not about you. It's not about what you've done or haven't done. See, because at the beginning, the son thinks, I've done all these horrible things, and it's all about these horrible things I've done, so now I've got to come back, and I've got to repent, and I've got to get right, and I've got to give this story about all these bad works I've done, and that maybe I'll get a little bit of grace. And instead, he gets a ton of grace, and the story's not even wanted to be heard. The the lines of, forgive me, forgive me, you know. The Father doesn't want to hear it. He just gives him a ton of grace, not just that little bit of grace that he was expecting. And then the older brother doesn't like it. He's upset that he's he's seeing someone else receive grace, you know. And grace is always for the other person. You know, it's always that other person with the other gets that we see and go, Oh, they don't deserve it. Well no shit, Sherlock. That's the idea. They don't deserve it. So Yeah. It goes on to say that the father was sad, said to him, Son, you're always with me and all that. Y- is mine, is yours. So, I mean, listen to the powerful stuff that he's saying to these Pharisees. You know, if the good son supposedly is the Pharisees. But we had to celebrate and rejoice. Look, he's like, he's given them a whole different perspective here. You know, he's like, but we had to celebrate and rejoice because your brother of yours was dead and has come to life and was lost and has been found. You know, he's given them a whole new perspective to see these people in. Like, this is a reason to celebrate. This is a reason to kill the calf. This is the reason to dine. You know, this is a reason to, to have the parties, you know, is. Because Jesus was seen as a friend of sinner and a drunkard. This is how the religious people saw him. You know, why is he always with these people laughing and celebrating? And he's saying because they were lost and now they're found. I found them. I'm celebrating. This is the idea of why I'm here. And that's pretty great. And he's saying, you know, in, even in the matters that I re- rebuke you, rebuke you Pharisees and things like that, he's trying to say that I'm rebuking you because I'm trying to tell you that you're in the same boat. And what I have is belongs to you. And I want you in the presence too. I want you to sit down and dine with me. You know, I want you in the presence. I want you to join the party. Join the party. Get it? You know, the idea is is they've been found. Let's celebrate together. And that's what Jesus is trying to say to them. So I hope that gives you hope because it gives me a lot of hope. And, uh, you know, who are we supposed to be in this story? And I think, you know, we're supposed to be like the Father, constantly drawing people in and uh, yeah let's pray Lord I thank you for this time together I thank you for everyone here I thank you for all the folks listening online and um, just ask for your mercy and your grace and help us to see uh, what real repentance is and help us to desire to love people the way that you love people um, outside of our own comfort zone and uh, help us to understand repentance in a real genuine way not a legalistic scary way but in a really loving invitation to be with you Uh, thank you for that in Jesus name amen um also as always Revolution is nonprofit and uh, this is the the necessary evil of being a nonprofit is that we raise funds. Um, if revolution is something that your church or something that you you, you care about and would like to see continue, um, you can do that by making a donation to Revolution Church at revolutionchurch.com and go into the donation page and clicking on the donation link, or you can do it by going to Facebook, and we also have a donation button there. So thank you for your consideration, but as always, you know, too, we'd much rather have you than your money, so please know that. Um, Thank you, though, for listening. Uh, This has been Revolution Church.